Hello, my name is David Manley. I've been a member at Ogletown since 2016. I'm going to be reading Psalm 124, 1 through 5. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away, the torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Thank you for tuning in to Listening Up, a podcast devotional of Ogletown Baptist Church. I'm Champ Thornton, one of the associate pastors, and this week we'll be spending time together as a church family considering Psalm 124 and Psalm 126. Today, we're looking at the verses that David Manley just read for us, Psalm 124, verses 1 through 5. So when was the last time that someone asked you a what-if question? Perhaps it was a child asking what would happen if something bad occurred. Or perhaps it might have been a potential employer asking what you might do in a hypothetical scenario. Or it might have been your own internal conversation in which you're evaluating various possible options. What if this, or what if that, or what if the other? Or you might have just thought, what if this whole time of lockdown were over? Did you know that what-if questions even play a role in the study and writing of history? What if the Spanish Armada had successfully landed in England in 1588? Or what if the American colonies had lost the Revolutionary War? Or what if Abraham Lincoln had survived the assassination attempt? Historians call these what-if questions counterfactuals. In fact, there's a whole book exploring two dozen of these counterfactual scenarios, and appropriately enough, it's titled What If? Among its contributors are famous historians like Stephen Ambrose and David McCullough. So one benefit of considering what alternative courses of history might have been is to realize that many turning points in history hang on the smallest detail, the most insignificant occurrence, or as someone has put it, they remind us of the slender thread on which our past hangs. One small break at Gettysburg or in Berlin might have unraveled the entire tapestry of modern history. And in our passage today, we encounter a biblical example of what if. Psalm 124 starts with a counterfactual, and here we also meet the element which, as we think about it, made all the difference as to the result. So here's the situation in these verses. First, there was conflict. Verse 2 says, people rose up against us. Second, there was the threat of being overwhelmed, like facing a monster they would have been swallowed up alive. And third, those who opposed were lashing out in anger. That's verse 3. And according to verses 4 and 5, these three factors could have led to just being carried away, like a surging flood sweeps over everything in its path. Have you ever felt like that? That the conflicts of life were just too much for you, and you found yourself drowning in the relational and emotional currents rushing around you? Well, this would be the case, except for the one missing element. And this element is the narrow thread which changes the outcome. Without this one element, then we would be swept away. What is it? Verse 1 says it, and verse 2 says it again. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. So even when it seems like people are against us, the Lord, our God, is for us. He's for our welfare. He's for our emotional stability. He's for our safety. He's for our surviving. And he's for our thriving. He is for us. He's in your corner. He's pulling for you. He's never uninvolved in your life. But that doesn't mean that everything goes smoothly. The passage doesn't say the Lord kept the conflict from happening or that life was easy. But instead, in all these hardships and losses and disappointments, he protects us and limits the harm and controls the outcome. The road is bumpy, but his hand 
never leaves the wheel. He is for us. But if life is difficult and hard, how do we know that underneath it all, God is really for us? We know by looking at the cross. This is what the book of Romans says in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. It says, If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Do you see here how Paul is reasoning? He's saying if the Father was willing to give us the greatest gift, his own Son, doesn't that indicate that he's for us and that if he gave something so great as his Son that he would also give us lesser things? If he gave his own Son, we can know he is for us. So let's go back to our passage in Psalm 124. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Thanks so much for tuning in to Listening Up. If you or a member of your family would like to read the Bible verses at the start of each episode, just email me and we can set that up. I also want to encourage you to visit the Ogletown website for updates, which you can find at ogletown.org updates. Until next time, let's keep setting our minds on things above.